The Bugging Out Podcast is brought to you by BattleBox. How are you going to find your new favorite piece of outdoor gear? If you sign up for a BattleBox, it finds you. Our bug out bags are loaded with gear we've gotten from BattleBox. BattleBox is your go-to monthly subscription for hand-picked survival, camping, everyday carry, and all-around epic outdoor gear. Getting the best gear for yourself takes time and can be incredibly expensive. BattleBox brings you name-brand, high-quality products every month at half the price of what they'd cost on their own. Just pick the box that works for you and get tested and vetted products that you can trust that are selected by an expert team of outdoor professionals. From an Aquapod emergency water kit to an Atomic Bear survival bivy, delivered right to your doorstep each month. BattleBox has shipped over 1 million boxes since 2015 and even have their own show on Netflix. For a limited time, you can save 20% off your first box at BattleBox.com. That's 20% off your first BattleBox subscription right now at B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. Just use the code BUGOUT at checkout. This is the emergency alert system. The following message is transmitted at the request of the United States government. This is not a test. An unknown virus has spread at a catastrophic pace. It is advised to stay indoors and avoid travel if possible. Welcome to episode four of Bugging Out. It's time for us to put our money where our mouth is and set what we have learned into action. It's time to actually bug out. Officials are urging all residents to shelter in place. So right now we're heading up into a location that's kind of a temporary location but low profile a little quicker to set up and we definitely don't want to attract much attention so we're probably just gonna go without a fire and use whatever uh, small stove or thing that we have so that we can cook a meal and just pack up and get out the next day we're not necessarily going right up to our bug out location and planning to stay you know multiple days or weeks or months so it's just going to be a quick temporary uh, campsite while on this simulated bug out cam and i will be discussing our thoughts on many aspects of this process from the gear we use to the ways we have prepared everyone's plan and approach will be different so we talk about what works for us and what doesn't as we move along our chosen bug out route, we discuss the different types of final destinations we have in some of our plans.
you know, sometimes with, with bug outs, you think maybe I'm going to a cabin. There's so many different locations. There's so many different types of locations. This is just one of those uh, that we've chosen to where if we need to get out of town in, in an instant, we can be up here in 45 minutes. We can be away from people. Um, we can be isolated. And we can stay here for a day, two days, three days, whatever we need to. Uh, to kind of keep away from, from danger, but there's so many different types of locations. We've got several others, which are maybe cabins that are more long-term bug-out locations, or um, you know, maybe it's a family's house out of town, maybe it's a hotel in, in a different city just to get away from our localized disaster, whatever that is, but this is just one of the scenarios we wanted to run. Um, and it's always good to try and you know test out your bag, test out your kit, test out your plan, your routes, all that kind of stuff. So that's that's kind of the plan today is to do that. Yeah, I think it's, it's one thing that's really important is like knowing your area really well because a lot of the main roads or the, the easier to take roads put you in those spots that are where, that's where most people are going to be or going to go when they're trying to get out of town too. So. You kind of need to experience the different areas and see how much traffic goes through that area, how many people have camp locations. I mean, you might go up to a spot you think is really isolated and there's a camper there. And then, you know, soon enough you're going to have a whole group of people around or near your location and that's completely opposite of the whole bug out uh, scenario. You, you want to get as far away from anybody. And so I think the one thing is you just got to kind of learn your area and know what spots are not, you know, taken or used a lot so that you can just secretly or, or quietly get away from, you know, civilization. A contingency some forget to think about is weather. It's unpredictable and can be a huge issue when bugging out. So we're doing this simulated bug out, and uh, yeah, as you can hear, it's a downpour. This is something that maybe happens, I don't know, every few months. Seriously, the only, yeah. It never happens. And yeah, yeah, we're going up here to set up a camp, to use our backpacks, and we're getting dumped on. Yeah. It's just, that's how it goes. Yeah. Just expect it. So I guess that's something to think about as you're making these bug out plans. You know, what are, what are your contingencies for a downpour, for rain, for snow, for, for weather like this? You know, beyond your keeping your pack dry, what about, you know, do you have rain gear? Um, are your shelters good enough for a downpour if, if, you, if you get into it? Because it, it would be miserable to be bugging out and being soaking wet. Bug out, get soaked, get sick, and you, you're only a couple of days into some. SHTF, that would be horrible. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, just something to think about. I don't remember that blue sign right there. I think it's him. Oh, smells damn good out there. Oh, wow, it does smell good. So we made it to the location, right? Obviously, the weather has made it more difficult than we wanted. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the route that we took. This was kind of a plan B. 
and you got to test out all those routes. And this route kind of goes up a canyon and splits off into some different paths. And we took one that's a little less trodden. There's just not many people that come all the way up this way because the route just goes way over on top of the mountain. That's kind of where you want to go to get away. And another thing is when you get up to that location, it's kind of hard to, to find a good spot to hide your vehicle. You don't want it messed with. You don't want people to pull up to it and then go searching for your camp. So things you got to keep in mind are a good wooded area that you can hide your vehicle. And maybe you want to pat, you know, park it half a mile, a mile down the road from where you're even headed just to throw somebody off so they're searching in an area that you're not actually going to be in. Those are just all these things that you got to keep in mind, and that's you know brings up the point of how much how much weight to have in your backpack because even though you're driving somewhere in your bug out vehicle or just your regular vehicle, you may be hiking into a spot to get away from common roadway mm -hmm. to keep yourself safe and and unseen. Yeah, you know we talk about the weight of the packs a lot in. There's, there's so many different types of bug out scenarios. One of those being maybe your vehicle isn't usable. Maybe it's an EMP or something to that effect, right? So basically all you have is your pack and your legs and you have to go. In that scenario, you, the weight of your pack is going to be super crucial, right? I mean, there's just no way around it. You're going to have to make sure that you're good with that and um, that you can, you can pack that thing to however, wherever you need to go. Um, you can hear the rain coming down yes. like crazy now. Um, Maybe your bug out vehicle ends up being your bug out camp exactly. and your bug out location. Yeah, but but like Cam said, like in this scenario, it, it's a little bit of both. We're hopping in the bug out vehicle, we're taking our bug out route, and then we're also grabbing our packs. And to get to our location, there's there's a hike, right? And so it's a little bit of both. So you, you've got to determine. If, if the weight of your pack is okay for you to, to make whatever hike you got to do. And um, it, it's something that's hard to do to get enough gear in there to, to keep you going for those 72 hours, but, but not to get too much that it weighs you down to the point where it's almost impossible to, to hike with it. So, As we discuss the weight of our bug out bags, it brings up the issue of fitness. This may be one of the hardest aspects of being a good prepper and being prepared to bug out. Your body has to be capable of doing what you need it to do. It needs to be healthy and it needs to be ready. Cam talks a little bit more about this here. A huge part of your bug out plan has to be some physical fitness because you just don't know, like this, we're gonna wanna hike half mile into somewhere that's a little bit more isolated and then like Kobe was saying if you if you happen to have no way of leaving your home like for for where we live it's gonna take 10 to 15 miles to get into the mountains and somewhere that's safe and away from you know the the town and civilization so you've got to really be very physically fit because you just don't know your plan's going to change even if you're going up to your plan a and there's a roadblock and you have to pull off and you can't go any further you're going to have to hike around it out in the wilderness up hills you know who knows and so i think if you're not physically fit you're just it's not going to work 
Yeah, and you don't know what type of scenario, what type of SHTF scenario you're getting into, anyways. I mean, some sort of natural disaster where is there going to be rubble in the way? Are you going to have to move stuff? Or is self defense going to be a big deal? We're going to have to run from people. Like you just don't know, and you have to keep keep that in mind as part of your plan. In episode two, Jonathan Hollerman talked in depth about how to build your bug out bag. One thing we didn't touch on though was the bag itself. When it comes to the bug out bag itself, we've had several different ones, different brands, sizes, and quality. And recently we, we got these Eberly stock bags. And the difference for me that made me start using this one primarily is because the quality. I hate a broken zipper and you pack these things full and put all that pressure on them like they pop instantly and this I haven't had any issues with it ton of molly webbing which is really nice even if you're just moving to a different location you can just run a solar pack hanging off the back side of the bag and then the individual compartments I really like to have different compartments where I can put my medical gear in one spot I can put my clothes in another spot and it's just easier and quicker to get to this particular bag, it's set up that way that you have these individual pouches, zipper compartments, and overall it's just super sturdy. The other thing is the comfort. Wherever you're hiking and, and packing all this weight, um, this has an aluminum frame in it, and so it takes a lot of that weight off from your lower back, so you, I feel like you can go a lot longer with this pack. And so, yeah, you can cut some corners with um, some gear and things like that, but really for the bag itself, it's probably where you should invest a little bit more money and get something of higher quality that's going to be able to be last, that's going to last, it's going to be comfortable, and it's going to help you organize your gear better. Yeah, for me, the biggest thing with these with these packs is the comfortability. Like, it, it rides so much better on your back. Um, you can go a lot longer with more weight. With, with those cheaper packs, that's the biggest thing for me is um, they are so uncomfortable that you don't want to go more than a half a mile with them. Don't. And so make sure that it fits you well, it's adjustable, and that you just you feel comfortable um, with it on your on your back. Specifically, the bags that we have, just in case anybody is wondering, um, they're both Everly stock. I have the F4 Terminator and cam the jackhammer the jackhammer that's right that's what it yeah, is. yeah yours is the jackhammer so um these are great packs <clears throat> but there's a million different packs that are that are similar quality that you can get in any emergency situation one of your most important resources will be information listen as cam and i discuss the different ways and methods of getting this crucial asset before you bug out you want to gather as much quality information as you can. You don't want to completely abandon your home and your safest location where all of your equipment and gear and, and food supply is and unless you know for a fact that not from just some simple Facebook post that things are going to go south quickly and it's safer for you to leave that location. And there's, there's multiple ways to do this. You know, one of the best things is just to go off from a, a group of you that are kind of monitoring these situations and communicating between each other. So I think that's going to give you the best information. And then there's a, there's a ton of apps. I mean, the FEMA app, the Red Cross app, and there's other ones that, that can give you kind of a, a warning of events that are happening or going to happen and setting up those alerts on your phone 
um, most of the time just your your regular service is going to send out a warning but you want to be able to back that up with different sites and information so that you're not just going off from one single uh, area of information because that's the last thing you want to do is leave all those comforts in the most the safest place for you to go out in the middle of nowhere and try and live then the other thing is like when you're in that location you want to be able to continually you know keep an up-to-date news feed on on what's going on down in the town or just across the the country the state whatever um, has put you up in that situation and so I, I like to have a hand crank radio just because you know you never know how long you're going to be out if the battery's going to work if it's going to be cloudy constantly the little solar power isn't going to work very well very well I like to carry around um, the Kato Voyager just because it has all those features. You can put regular batteries in it, it has a rechargeable battery in it, it has a crank on it, it has a solar. So you have this kind of um, fail-proof radio that you can keep um, up with the weather, you can keep up with local news, weather alerts, emergency broadcasts and things like that. Yeah, and I think depending on your situation, especially like the one we're simulating here today where we're at, we have no service whatsoever, right? No. And so... Um, and I even struggled, you know, with this radio to get mm -hmm. any signal. And I got a few that were really, really hard to hear, but yeah, you want to have a good a good backup radio. Yeah, too. if you don't if you don't have any service, you, you have to have some, some alternate way of knowing what's going on. Um, because otherwise, you're kind of flying blind. You don't know when to stay, when to leave. And, and where to go if you do so um, I think an emergency radio in a bug out situation is super critical as we wrap up this episode some of you may be wondering about the bug out vehicle we are using here's cam on this simulated bug out we've come up here in the mountains with my uh, bug out vehicle which for me the vehicle that I've chosen is an F-150. It's a 77 four-wheel drive, um, 400 engine. And there's a lot of different opinions when it comes to bug out vehicles. But the thing I like about this one in particular and why it's mine is um, my bug out vehicles because it's simple. It doesn't have much electronics. I don't know if an EMP will cause it to not start, but I think there's a lot higher chances that it will start. And it's also... Um, it's really practical as a short wheelbase. It's you know it's almost like a Bronco, and the uh, key features is that it's four wheel drive. It uh, has a kind of a lift on it. I mean it's it's got really good clearance. And the first thing that I did when I got it was I went through the engine because that's the last thing that I want to deal with is engine trouble. And then the other thing is that the parts for this are pretty readily available. Um, and so. Whatever vehicle you pick, just make sure you know everything about it and it's something that you're comfortable driving. The things I don't like about mine is probably the space. It's a, it's a standard cab, so I, I have a little space behind the bench seat and that's about it. I have a bed that's about, you know, not quite six foot and you can put a lot in there, but in terms of just having a comfortable cab and storing things in it, it's pretty limited that way, but I still feel like... Um, that compromise for the type of vehicle was good for me. Yeah, and I think for, you know, like you said, the, the biggest feature is an older vehicle that uses less, you know, circuitry and right. electrical parts. And if it, if it is an EMP, this SHDF scenario, you're 
better off. We don't know for sure, but you're probably better off than somebody like me with a brand new truck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In, in, in a bug but out You're going to have more electricity, mm-hmm. you know, more electrical components, but much better gas mileage. Mm-hmm. I have a horrible gas mileage, yeah. but I have, uh, you know, this truck that is simple to re- repair pretty much by most that have some mechanical uh, education. So, well, yeah. and also it's something, it's a truck that you like and yeah. every day you like to use it, That's right? True. So it's not just tarped up in my, you know, yeah. shed all year long until I get to bug out with it. I use it mm-hmm. daily. So. And that's something that you have to think about because most people don't have the funds to just have a straight up bug out vehicle sitting there. So this is a, a truck that you drive to and from work and you yeah. use it for other things. So um, yeah, bug out vehicle is a very personal thing. and You got to figure out what's best for you, right? Yeah. In our next and final episode, Cam and I will make the hike to our final bug out location, set up camp, and try to get a good night's sleep deep in the Utah mountains. What's the most important piece of gear in your kit? The one you need. Make sure you're outfitted for every situation with new gear every month from BattleBox. BattleBox is your go-to monthly subscription for hand-picked survival, camping, everyday carry, and all-around epic outdoor gear. When you're in the outdoors, the right gear makes all the difference. And the best way to make sure that you've got the best gear in your kit is BattleBox. For a limited time, you can save 20% off your first box at BattleBox.com. That is B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. Just use the code BUGOUT at checkout.